Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to another Rich Terrence Square Theatre podcast with me, Rich Terrence, and my guest this week is Ed Gamble. Here's some stuff to tell you about. As it occurs to me, it's still being recorded. If you want to come down and see uh, a live recording, the next one is on December the 11th at the Leicester Square Theatre. Go to leicestersquaretheatre.com and there's then two more, one in January and one in February. I'd love to see one or more of those. The money from the dog all goes into making more sketches, so uh, it would be useful if you came down as we nearly run out of money. Uh, the last one might just be us holding up little bits of paper and jiggling it around. Who knows? Um, also, uh, you can buy my DVD Happy Now at www.gofasterstripe.com. And there's news from Ed Gamble as well. He was supposed to be at the Leicester Square Theatre doing his show Stampede in November, but unfortunately there was a massive power cut and uh, lots of shows in the West End got closed down, including his. So it's been rescheduled to February the 17th at the Les Square Theatre, about nine o'clock, I think. Uh, there's still a few tickets there from people who've had to return their tickets. I think it's sold out. I'm also at the Les Square Theatre that week doing my best show, The Best, 
which has far more tickets to sell. So go to lessquaretheatre.com. Want to do a little double bill? Come and see me and then go and see Ed Gamble. You'll have a lot of fun. I think you agree after listening to this podcast with both extremely funny Mel. Mel? Both extremely funny Mel. Messed it up. We'll have to redo the whole thing. Okay, here's Richard Haynes, Leicester Square, La Per, La Per. <laughs> is it working? Ladies! Is it working, the audience? They're not saying anything. I knew it was working, you fell into my trap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who is eating a cheese lollipop right now. Mm, It's delicious. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, I was in Wolverhampton uh, the other day. No one, there's no one cool there, is there? That was a, I was in uh, Middlesbrough, I was in Benson Street in Middlesbrough, and all the people there called it Rollerstabus. So I don't know, that's, that's where the cool people hang out. Uh, so uh, this is going out in a, in a few weeks. About, uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, Channel 4 are making a TV show in which they are making a robot version of Gemma Chan. It's presented by Gemma Chan, and they're making a robot version of Gemma Chan. That is my idea... They can't. I should at least they should have had me in there. I mean, it's good because they and they also should, at the end of the of the episode they should have a bloke trying to fuck it, right? Definitely, shouldn't they? <laughs> Definitely, shouldn't they? That's. I hope they hope they have. But they should have come to me. I'd have t- I'd have taken that part if they'd uh, if they'd offered it to me. But just for science, you know, it looks. I've seen a picture of a like standing next to it, and you can you can tell which one is the real. <laughs> I have to say, it does not. They, the, the technology is not yet perfected. Uh, but we've been, as it occurs to me, we've been making a, uh, our own version made out of toasters, which I've just seen. <laughs> I've just seen the, uh, the photos of it. It's been made now. That's what we spent your Kickstarter money on. <laughs> it doesn't look very much. It looks less like Gemma Chan, I would say, than the Gemma Chan robot in that. But that's kind of interesting. Isn't it? That's everything I do, the TV just... They, get it they just do it don't they that's my idea no it's not it's not the idea of someone sort of seeing humans and copy that they've copied me it's very different uh so uh who's in the audience today there's uh i've only got wearing dungarees here madam that's a nice cool that should have been my uh, opening i saw a lady wearing some dungarees and she could you what do you call rich change leicester square theater podcast what? <laughs> <laughs> do you know where you are what's your name uh, katie, katie. You should call yourself uh, Catelyn. Uh, and uh, it's better for numerology. And uh, were you in the first one? Do you know where you are? You look very confused. Do you know I'm Richard Herring? No, I'm Richard Herring. Hi, I'm Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. What's, what's brought you along? We had to sit at the back. Yeah. Yeah. No, whether you're in central London, so don't drive here. Get a, get a bus or who do you think you are? Uh, okay. There's a car park around the corner, but don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, well, that's why you don't drive into London because it's really expensive. Have you ever? Have you? Have you just been hatched from an egg? Are you a robot? Don't you? Hey, you don't know who I am. I mean, that's weird. How could that? I thought, well, something's going on. It's me, Rich Herring from uh, what the Dickens. I was didn't you ever? Didn't you see that? That's what everyone's thinking. It's going, oh, that's why I saw him. I look a bit like Charlie Borman from the. Uh, mm. 
Um, uh, what do you do for a living, Katie? Studying as a social You're studying as a social worker, yeah. You're not doing very well. So far, this is, this is part of the study. I've been sent by your tutor. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for the help. Don't you, when you're a social worker, you don't just chip in when someone... It's a tutor. Yeah, I know. If they've got verbal... If they've got verbal problems, fine. <laughs> the problem with that, it would have been a good diss, but you went, if they've got verbal... <laughs> verbal problems, that was, that was the... That was, that was the it's lovely to meet you, it's all right. We can, we, we, I think you and I are going to be good friends. Um, you should get do a Dex's Midnight Runner tribute act as well. So it's, it'd be good. Do you know who they are? Do you remember Dexies? Dexies Midnight Runners? Do you remember them? No, no. Do you remember? She went, and, and that sentence wasn't Dex's Midnight Runners. It was, remember? So the problem, the issue you had with that was the notion. What, do you, what is this remember? What does remember mean? So when you, have you ever thought about something that isn't happening now, but happens? That's what remembering is. It's good, isn't it? You're too young for Texas Midnight Runners, but that's, it all comes around, doesn't it, in a circle, like the I Love A Ottoman t-shirt, that's, that all come, comes around in a circle. Uh, so, uh, well, thank you. I, I didn't film that, so you're all right. Usually I film it on my phone, so you're saved uh, the embarrassment, but I reckon someone can work out who you are <laughs> from the description. Um, so my guest tonight, he's probably best known from, uh, as the younger man from Shih Tzu Bingo. That's why we're all here tonight to see him. Will you please welcome Edward Gamble, ladies and gentlemen. It's Edward. Edward Gamble. Welcome. Sit down. Make yourself at home. Thank you very much. What was uh, Shih Tzu Bingo all about? Shih Tzu Bingo was a a short film that I was in uh, where I played the younger man. Yeah. And, uh, Ray Peacock played the older man. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, and we were, we were bin men. Okay. Um, and I went around with another bin man and then discovered uh, that that man was a paedophile and I killed him on a beach with a spade. <laughs> wow. No, we weren't bin men. We went around picking up dead dogs. Oh. Yeah. That, well, I asked you about that backstage, about dead animals, and that never came up. Well, they, they weren't real dead animals. <laughs> what were they then? Like little fake dead dogs. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were real. They told you they weren't real. <laughs> it was quite a low budget. They did have to use real dead dogs. Oh, as far as as far as I'm aware, that film has not been finished with the editing process. <laughs> right, okay, uh, and uh, that was about six years ago. So <laughs> That's a while ago. It's still on it. the IMDb page, though. So it's, you've, it's still a credit. It's still a credit. Thank you very much. It was much. hard to find something that you were most well known for because. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I know when, when you interviewed Nish Kumar, he yeah. brought up Blue Go Mad in Ibiza, which oh, yes. I was also in. Were you? It's uh, not mentioned on your IMDb page. Well, I've really fucked myself over by bringing it up here, but haven't I? <laughs> what role did you play? Because that was, you set up bars in Ibiza. We set up, uh, well, I, did, I didn't. The production team set up a bar in Ibiza and convinced the boy band Blue that they were running a bar in Ibiza, <laughs> but everyone involved was actors. Uh, and I was playing a man marrying a big Blue fan. Right. Uh, and I had to go on a stag night with Anthony Costa <laughs> I mean not, not the highest point in my life I uh, 
so I learned some interesting facts. We played a game of Would You Rather, where you have to drink if you've if you've uh, done the thing. Right. Uh, and uh, my suggestion was, uh, uh, have you been to the Coliseum? And <laughs> yeah. Anthony Costa had to ask his manager if he'd been to the Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> and also, his favourite food is potato salad. So, <laughs> is it? Yep. <laughs> he could be one of his own fans I'd like to look him up on, uh, on that YouGov and find out what his fans like but uh, oh no, well that's good yeah well, that's uh... so I've been doing well yeah so... no you're doing alright you're doing we're on Mock the Week a yeah. lot I'd do that yeah yeah. that's a proper show that's... <laughs> <laughs> it is a proper show and you're doing lots of stand-up so you're on a stand-up tour at the moment as I we am. speak Maybe not as we're being broadcast. What's, what's your latest stand-up? Because I've seen you... I used to come to yours and uh, Peacock... You used to be in a double act with uh, Ray Peacock. So I did. Peacock and Gamble. It was, yep. my, it was one of my hot ticket shows I always went to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hot ticket would suggest that <laughs> other people were buying them. Yeah. <laughs> there was always people there. You, and you didn't need a ticket because I think you just tended to wander in. I think I, I, think I usually paid. I'm quite good at did paying. Did you? Yeah, I think I usually paid. Um, but you're doing... You're doing usually... <laughs> I steal pick and mix, but I usually pay for other, <laughs> other accidental. Uh, so, what's the latest stand-up show about, and what's it called? Oh, what is it about? I mean, what's it about? It's my first tour, so the first half is about all my best stuff that I've not used on tour yet, and then right. the, the second half is uh, primarily about cauliflower. But then it's me trying to prove that it's not about cauliflower. <laughs> okay. Which, I mean, everyone sounds really interested with that as a concept. <laughs> That's my big PR hook, the cauliflower thing. That's good. I did a whole show about, uh, how, I, about how yogurt, I don't really like yogurt, but everyone says Yeah, but I, like I mix yogurt. it in with other stuff to try okay. and not make it interminable for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mistake. Mine's, mine's not, if I could describe my show, it's not an endurance event. <laughs> And so you start, did you were you did you meet uh, Nish at university? Were you at Durham I did. University. Yeah, so we were in we were in a sketch group together yeah. at, Durham, at Durham University. That's right. Yeah, the Durham Review. Yeah, one of the hot tickets in Edinburgh. <laughs> yes, I yeah. never saw that one. That was good. Was it good? Yeah. Well, it was a good cast. So who else? Who else was it? You and Nish and uh, Tom Neenan yeah. as well, who's uh, who's a brilliant writer yeah. and uh, does brilliant one man shows in Edinburgh as well. Yeah. And uh, Hannah Yaddy, who you won't know, but she's a very talented singer out there dropping hot tracks as we speak uh, and uh, Pete Riley who's a lecturer in Exeter <laughs> so we've, all, we've all done alright we have yeah. right. in KMN04 that was my first that was my student review show that's the sticker for it that's there. good um, who, Mike, was it, who was in that one Mike Cosgrave yeah, it was. He studied, he studied metallurgy. Is now in folk bands in Devon. Mike Devon Cosgrave we used to call him because <laughs> he was from Devon. That was his nickname. Oh, he was Devon. from Devon. Yeah. You didn't give him the nickname Devon, and then he thought, well, I better move to Devon then. <laughs> and uh, Emma Kennedy. Emma yep. T- well, Emma Williams. She was called then. She changed her name due to the crimes she committed under the original name. <laughs> Stuart Lee. That's how badly that show went <laughs> to change her name to Kennedy. Stuart Lee. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Canning, academic. Uh, Joe Renshaw, she's the girl we uh, didn't. She didn't turn up to rehearsals, so we sacked her. <laughs> <laughs> but I lost my virginity to her. Oh well Hi, done. Joe. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you much since. She is good. I mean, I mean, it's worried that you lost your virginity to her, and then she didn't turn up <laughs> yeah, to rehearsals. Well, I don't think. I don't think it's <laughs> unconnected. And then she left yeah. the university. Yeah, one rehearsal was enough. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Tim Richardson, who writes about sweets. Does he? And is a gardening expert. <laughs> you may have seen him on 
like documentaries about sweets and stuff. How long can you write about sweets? Yeah, he's written a whole book about sweets. He's great. He's, he's really funny. He's a really funny. He was the funniest one, really. But he's become, he's become a sort of academic, but a quirky academic. He'll go on TV every now and again. It's very interesting, you know, that I think my, my lot have done better than... Because they're also old as well. So, yeah. A, they've stayed alive, definitely, for a long time. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose they have won. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how long you, your lot will live. Yeah. But we know ours, my lot will live at least till nearly 50. I mean, there's also no way of eventually ending the competition, is there? Because I'd imagine by the time the last one of us is alive, <laughs> yeah. you will all be long in the ground. In hind, my kids, I can send it down a generation. Yeah, my I'm, kid, sure, my I'm sure your kids will be willing to pick up your bullshit things later on in life. <laughs> or oh, what's in the will? Any money? No, unfortunately not. He spent all the Kickstarter on a podcast. I don't know what they are. <laughs> No, we've got to go and find Ed Gamble and see if he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hand down my, uh, my dummies to my child. I haven't yet. I'm looking forward to introducing them tomorrow. I'm going to take these home and I'm going to show them to my daughter and Excellent. see if she loses her shit. <laughs> it's nice to be able to put an exact date on the moment you scar your child forever. <laughs> that is, she might really like it. And as it occurs to me, you introduced the people to... My mum bought her this... Um, for the first Christmas present, she bought, like, a rag doll she'd got from some cheddar fate store. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's like a reverse gollywog. It's like... <laughs> a reverse... <laughs> well, it's like a white gollywog. It's like white hair, really pale skin, and terror... It's just this terrible... Button eyes. And it's just the most terrifying thing you've ever... And they open up, and we're all going, what the fuck is in it? We open up. She, ah! That's the first toy she got for Christmas. And she, that, like, she loves it. Why would anyone make? Was that like <laughs> an initial attempt at racial equality? Just <laughs> it might. It's either very ra- it's racist one way or the other, isn't it? It's either someone yeah. saying, "Hey, we should, we should." <laughs> the way to allow gollywogs is to have white gollywogs as well. <laughs> might be lampooning the white race, <laughs> or it's it's yes, yeah, just like we're we're the master race of Somerset. And this, we, <laughs> We want all our dolls to be as white yeah. as they possibly can be. Did it have, like, a crown on and stuff? And it <laughs> it was... didn't, know. It has... It's a terrifying thing, but she loves it. She's called it Barbara after my... Well, we called it Barbara, but she calls it Barbara now, which is my mum's name. Oh, but your mum loves that. <laughs> well, it's her fault. <laughs> what I'm very interested in... When I first met you, mm. you were quite a hefty chap. I was. And you've not only less lost weight, but you've kept the weight off, which kept is incredibly impressive, because I'm quite good at losing weight. But then I think, ah, fuck it. I don't know if you can tell at the moment I've, I'm thinking ah oh, fuck it <laughs> but I'd quite like to get thin again so what is your secret of losing weight and keeping weight off I um, sort of cut down from about five lunches to two uh, and now you know I'll, I'll treat myself to three now and again but yeah. it, ma- it mainly hovers around I'll, I'll be honest one lunch a day yeah <laughs> is that the key that's helped and, and just boring stuff like exercise I think people want really exciting answers to that question it's like how did you do it it's like it's just the really boring stuff that yeah. no one wants to do or hear about I can't go like ooh cat's blood like, I've got to know but it is quite unusual most people don't Keep, you know, most people like do it and then slip back again. Yeah, also, I, uh, I'm type 1 diabetic as well, so it does, oh, yes. I do have to maintain some level of health to keep that in check as well. 
Uh, so there is nothing funny coming in the sentence. <laughs> Just right, in case you're had, wondering, oh, where's the joke going to be? I've no. had uh, people on here who've tried to kill themselves for so diabetes. <laughs> Isn't that, diabetes is nothing, mate. We're not, gonna, we're not impressed with that, your diabetes. Come back when you've got a proper disease. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get all serious about diabetes. Um, <laughs> type 1 as well, let's, let's specify is that, what is that type the, is. Is that the good one or the bad one? Well, they're is that both the one you brilliant. Can, is, that, is that the one you can walk off on the, the other one? <laughs> it's the one where I have to inject myself and all of that sort of stuff. Oh, God, man. Yeah. I'm sorry for being, make, being light-hearted about it now. Thanks. Thanks. I want to do, do a sad podcast. <laughs> I want to get on the front page of Chortle. Ed Gamble cried about his diabetes. <laughs> Does it mean you have to eat more sweet stuff or less sweet stuff? Or just at different times? It depends on the level of your blood sugar. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, imagine if there was a disease where someone had to eat more sweet stuff. <laughs> I would be going, oh, God, it's so difficult. I'd be like, I'm fucking living the high life here. That's what I would like. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> that doesn't make you an interesting... But I'd, I'd like to eat more sweets and for it to be good for my health, I'd like a prescription for Mars bars. That's all I'm aiming for. Uh, so, have you seen the uh, the website Dirty Britcom Confessions? I, of course, I have. So you've seen. There aren't many about. There's a couple about you. Yep. Uh, this is the one I like the most of the two. Ever since I first saw Ed Gamble, I can't stop thinking about how good a boyfriend he'd be. <laughs> this is really oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> Raw sexuality. <laughs> I also think he'd be rather sweet and tender in bed too. Is that are their are their preconceptions correct about that? I mean, I, I, why can't I get one where it's like oh, I'm gonna fuck him so hard and <laughs> sit on his face? It's all oh, he's gonna be so nice. <laughs> but it says saying that I'd have a, I'd have happily sucked him off whilst he and Ray attempted to record their podcast. <laughs> I think that would have. I'm just wondering how that would have gone down while you were trying to record the podcast if someone was happily. Well, trying I don't to know how they off. imagine the podcast being recorded, yeah. but there wasn't like a table set up, so no one could have gone under the table. It was just like on a on a L-shaped sofa. Um, so I'd imagine it would have it, it would have gone down very comment. badly. It would have tra- attracted comments. It made it difficult for you. When I mean, we could, we're doing a podcast now. Yeah, we could see if anyone would like to come up. <laughs> And just see if it would make it good. We'd be, I don't, I'm just not sure it'd be that sexy uh, a moment because I'd be like, going, "This is a bit awkward." And I could, You'd be like a bit jealous as well. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not allowed to do that sort of stuff anymore now. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, it's, I think it was stifled conversation. Yeah, definitely from from my end. I <laughs> yeah. think that was. And I'd be asking you quest- emergency questions. Yeah, and it would be. I think people would be looking at the spectacle. I think most people would be looking at that happening. <laughs> Anyone want to come up and give it, <laughs> David? No, guys. No, no. Andy? No. No. Wow, that's a fucking diss. <laughs> every he's he sucked off every single male guest <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Come on, Andy, suck me off, mate. <laughs> Don't let me down, man. I knew this would get. I knew it get giddy. I was all like serious with Catelyn, and then the minute she went, I was all. I became very giddy, very giddy little boy, I was very giddy and childish backstage. <laughs> I could only apologise. Could you ever have sex with someone who called breast boobies? <laughs> 
during. Well, I mean, e- either. I mean, I think if what, even if you were, it, I think if it was be- for me, if it was before, and they said boobies, I'd have to go. Sorry, you have to leave now. <laughs> if it was during, I would say sorry. That's the. I am. Yeah, I'm I think. But I think there's a difference. I think before. Ooh, touch my boobies. <laughs> yeah, but if you just if they're just being silly and like before, like yeah, you're just ma- messing around, like oh, mm, just touch, touch my boobies. During, yeah, there's got to be a switch yeah. in in vocab, hasn't there? If they're like this, what this I imagine would be. <laughs> mm, touch my boobies. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. I've... What? But what would what would you? What I think would I you would prefer? have to. St- what would I prefer? Anything. What? Boobies is just a terrible. I mean, boobs would be. I would let. It's so let carry it on, though, isn't it? Boobs yeah. is so carry on. Touch my boobs. It wouldn't be. Tits is a bit, just a bit aggressive. I think unless they say mammary glands, please caress my mammary glands. You That's what need... they are. That is their function. You may enjoy them now in another function. Touch my milk pr- bags. <laughs> primary function is a gland. You only like very scientific language yeah. during sex, though, don't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll ask you this one. This is a popular new question. You may have heard if you were here last week. If you had to do a human centipede with two other people, <laughs> you are in the middle. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Which two people would you choose to go in the human centipede one on your mouth and one on your anus <laughs> I've often thought I'd be very good in those films in the middle by the way because yeah. it's essentially eye acting isn't it? <laughs> if you're lucky it depends on how big the buttocks of the person in front of you are yeah you could get you no, could be just completely yeah like, it could be on like one eyebrow yeah just... that wouldn't get me on IMDB <laughs> um, I guess it would have to be someone with a ve- with a with a very good diet, but I think in that situation their diet's prescribed for them, isn't it? Because they're not just living their normal life with... <laughs> like, if someone has kidnapped us and sewn us together, yeah. it's, not, it's not them just like... I think oh, there might be a more benevolent uh, human <laughs> centipede maker. They might say, we well, have made it, now go off and yeah, enjoy go, live your life. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a big coat, have fun. <laughs> You have to promise me you're not going to get someone to unstitch you. Do you promise? And then you can go. But if you don't promise, you can't go. That's what I imagine. He's a nicer guy than the guy in the film. Yeah, he sounds awful. I watched an an interview with the actor once, with the director and the actor, and you think these are weird people who made these films, but maybe, you know, maybe they've just got a sense of humour about the whole thing. (laughs) And then they were being interviewed, and uh, the director revealed that the man who played uh, the villain uh, used all his own clothes for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So someone someone with a good diet up top, probably one of these, like, uh, one of these vloggers... Yeah. Bloggers like you know that Ella lady, right? Who puts pictures on her Instagram of really nice stuff she's making. So like smoothies or stuff, is it? Smoothies and oh yeah. no, smoothies! I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh no, that's going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> that's just going to go straight through three people, isn't yeah. it? It's going to be like a log flume. <laughs> and you're going to have to ask them to have a very specific diet to. Feed him with your diabetes as well. That's oh, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've not thought this through, Richard. <laughs> Do you think I could request to the kidnapper that I go up front because I no, have t- no, no, no. That's the, the up front is just yeah happy days, isn't it? 
So but then they're going to have to show me everything they're eating so I can estimate the carb content. <laughs> yeah. But then I think the carb content is going to be affected after it's been through another human being. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if there are charts for that. I, I, think, I think I'm going to have to just, you know, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, smoothies, and then into the, into the mouth of... It doesn't really matter, does it? Well, you they're, know, it's fun to... They're not going to be able to have a go at you about it, so... <laughs> be fun to put somebody don't like there, maybe that's the... Yeah. I'd like, I, I would like Michael Gove around there. <laughs> Partly because, you know, Michael Gove have to yeah. t- kiss my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's not kissing, though, is it, so much... <laughs> I mean, if you think that's kissing, I feel very sorry for your wife. Fancy a kiss? I'll get the needle and thread. Ah, oh, dear, good. Uh, here's a new emergency question. How do you decide when that question is over, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, got it's, everything I wanted from that. Thank you very much. Uh, it's, very, it's a very thing, hard, hard thing to judge, but I'm, you know, I've got to the stage where I've done this enough. Yeah. I just know the time. You just know, I just yeah. know the moment. <laughs> then straight to the next question. Uh, have you ever been in a canoe? <laughs> Why not? We all felt that question coming. <laughs> I have. I, I have. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> Interesting, isn't it, being in a canoe? Is it? <laughs> okay, just miming a canoe. That, that was ro- that was that was rowing. I've been. I used to row actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we uh, we managed to capsize a boat in in the Thames. Oh, did you? And then uh, one of my friends got Viles disease from. Yes, that, so. nasty rat syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also the name of our band. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> I, I I rowed for a, a uh, reality TV show. And I hit a woman in the face with an oar. <laughs> we had to stop the race. Not, you know, not on purpose. This wasn't before the race. It wasn't. It was during the race. It was there. It was Connie Huck's fault. I mean, a lot of things are. <laughs> it's true. She sort of steered into us, so you know, it wasn't my fault. So then, um, it was that the only way to get them away from you? Or? <laughs> no, they were just. I was carried on rowing, and you they carried on rowing. They were in the way. We were trying to I mean, win the a, race. There's do you a know de- what you know how rowing is? There's, I do know about rowing, and there's a different, a definite difference between the feeling of you're all going through water and through a woman's face. <laughs> she was all right. Uh, <laughs> did you ever catch a crab in the when in, when it goes deep and then it swings around? And it goes round yeah. round behind you. Yeah. yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Real, real scary. Did it ever hit you in the face? <laughs> it did hit me in the face did many it? times. Yeah, wow. I wasn't I wasn't a very good rower, unfortunately. Anyway, we didn't ask about rowing. What about the canoe? I have. Uh, There's a have, very different question. I believe I have also been uh, in a canoe on like an adventure holiday when yeah? I was thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? Uh, they taught us how to capsize. They <laughs> yeah. taught us how to capsize just in case. We did capsize. Yes, useful. And we and we didn't. So <laughs> the only time we capsized was when they made us capsize. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's all you're going to get from that anecdote, Richard. Well, I think that's uh, a. We found out you went on an adventure holiday. Yeah. What else happened? Did you get off with any girls in the camp during the? No, because it was like a school thing. You went with your school, and yeah. I, I was with an all boys school. But we, with, did you get off with any of the boys from school? Have I you been canoeing? I don't remember getting off with any of the boys from yeah. the school, but I do know we were staying in a static caravan next to the teacher's static caravan, and uh, one of one night the door of the teacher's static caravan blew open because of the wind, and we all saw Mr. Vanderbeek's penis. <laughs> 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 
And he'd been waiting by that door <laughs> for a long time. See, I told you that canoe question would come so oh, we found out. And now I don't have to ask, have you ever stayed in a static caravan? Which was my next question. <laughs> I found that out already. I've been, as, as people will know, I'm trying to write 500 emergency questions uh, for my um, Kickstarter award book. Uh, and... Uh, Getting really angry with people for trying to help. <laughs> people suggest questions to me on Twitter. I don't, I'm, I'm not genuinely angry. I just think it's funny to pretend to be angry. Uh, but uh, they're all shit. <laughs> they're, all, they're all terrible. Uh, and so I have to write them. And also, I'm, you know, I'm not saying, oh, I'm doing this. Please help me out. So don't help me out, because only I can do them. Because uh, it takes a certain genius to come up with questions like this. Have you ever been possessed by a demon? Or been accused of being a demon? And are you a demon? <laughs> because I think you're a demon. That's one of yours? <laughs> yeah, that's one of mine. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult to tell <laughs> between <laughs> the good ones and the shit ones, isn't it? Yeah. And that's, is that, that's something you're asking me now, yeah. is it? Have you ever been possessed by a demon? Really should wait each time. Right, OK. Have you ever been possessed by a demon? And then I'll answer yeah. that bit now. Um, no. Have you been accused of being a demon? No. <laughs> Are you a demon? <laughs> no. Well, if you were a demon, you would say that, though, wouldn't you? Or you wouldn't be a very good demon. No, demons... I don't think demons are known for their secrecy. <laughs> I think I don't remember the bit of The Exorcist where they went, who are you? And they went, oh, I'm just the girl. Like, they... <laughs> like, they knew it was a demon, otherwise they wouldn't have... They went, we won't get an exorcist in then. And that would just be called the girl who was a bit ill. <laughs> Okay. Have you ever been in the vicinity of a celebrity when they farted? I mean, yeah, I must have been. Yeah. I Would must you? have been. Because they, you know, some people do little silent farts. They, they do, yeah. Um, you never noticed it. I told you this in the dressing room. I had a wee next to Jamie Foxx once. You did, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes... Probably. Sometimes men have yeah. a little fart at the urinal, I'll don't tell they? you what. So there you go. Richard's just done a pump there. Um, and uh, rather arrogantly suggests that now I think I've been next to a celebrity when he's farted. I was, I was in What the Dickens. I was on What the Dickens. Have, have you ever in What the Dickens? The uh, what's Sky Arts panel show? I think, no. I think no, uh, I wasn't. Sue Perkins hosted it. It, was it, a, it does oh, no, sound no, good. Sandy, Sandy Toxford hosted it. Yeah. And Sue Perkins was one of the team captains. Yeah, they've both gone on to pretty big things. They've done all right, they? yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, have you ever sucked on a... <laughs> have you ever sucked on a fisherman's friend? Lowercase. Well, there's so many answers to that question, aren't there? Yeah. I may have kissed a girl who was friends with a fisherman. That might... Yeah. Uh, possibly. I mean, I can't go into any, any other details. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's one of the ones where the, the humour's very much in the question. And if, it is, yeah. If you answer it, you sort of spoil it for everyone, don't you? No, maybe. If you had to choose between killing all of the eggheads or all of the chasers on the chase... <laughs> Which group of quiz nerds would die? It's got to be the eggheads, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. There's more of the eggheads, though, that's the thing. What, is this, so is this a fight situation? No, you, you just kill them. So I kill them, but you're suggesting that I might be annoyed that it takes slightly longer to kill all the eggheads? <laughs> you might still... Maybe I should take the choice of killing less human beings, but you still have chosen to kill more 
you oh, I see. Um, no, because also, Paul Sinner's one of the, That's one of the chasers. That's yeah, my argument. Yeah, he's a very good stand-up comedian, lovely man. Uh, so I think, and I don't know the eggheads, and they, are you waft, wafting? <laughs> yeah. Wafting? <laughs> Catelyn Moran said I smelt really nice. That's so why you should always ask to go on first on this <laughs> it's podcast. It's a very different, very different <laughs> podcast we're having. Is um, CJ, will CJ be there? I think, we'd put, I think you get CJ thrown in. I think it's all the eggheads have ever been. Well, it's got to be, it's got to be the eggheads, then, yeah. because if CJ's there, he's going to be the, the, the sweetest kill. I mean, <laughs> and CJ might kill a couple of them for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we do it by a canal, he might get startled at some point. And... <laughs> he's not being extradited. I think this is the, the first success of Brexit is he's not being sent to Holland to face uh, the, the music for his crime. CJ uh, kicked a man into a canal, he says. <laughs> he, didn't, he just didn't do it. I, he's got I, want him, I want him extradited, so he has to go in court and go, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't just do didn't it. do it. You know, everyone says that, yeah, but I just I made it up. I was showing off. I'd like to, uh, if he had to go to court, and that's when we find out he's legally had his name changed to CJ from Egghead. <laughs> well, I'm wondering that's what, if they put that on, the, on the, the, the thing, you know. Never mind, I can't think of what the word is. What's the word for when they, they have a... The warrant, that's it, yeah. Well, great, if that, imagine if I'd come up. <laughs> um, OK. Have you ever fallen out of a hammock? Yes, I, I have fallen I out have of a hammock. Well, yeah, funny. A lot, a lot of these questions you answer about yourself before I've answered them. Have you ever fallen out of a hammock? I have. <laughs> That's how I got the idea. I don't. In fact, I might not have fallen out of a hammock. I think it, it happened so quickly that I got tied up in the hammock. Oh, yeah, that's better. So, like a little bag of satsumas. <laughs> I think someone falling out of a hammock is the funniest thing that can happen. <laughs> that's a shame because you write comedy. <laughs> That's, what's, that's what annoys me. Just sat there all day looking at a computer going, God, imagine if someone fell out of a hammock. I'm never going to come up with anything better than that. I think it's true. Thousands of Richard Herring scripts rejected at the BBC. <laughs> what's this Herring script? Yeah, another man fell out of a hammock, innit? That's it. I was on holiday and I tied up my own hammock in, over, over my beach hut. Yeah. But I'm not really good at knots. And I was in it for about three minutes and then I just fell out of it because the knot came undone and I fell onto concrete and it really hurt. See? People didn't even see that and they found it funny. They imagine it in their head and went, And it was like, I was quite fat at the time and I was naked, you know, just in my... You were naked? Nearly, I had a swimming chop. Never get in a hammock naked. That image is absolutely repulsive. It's the sound. Everything's squeezing through like a Play-Doh factory. It's the sound of a... Slightly sweaty, fat man's body hitting some concrete as he's fallen out of a hammock. I mean, it's initially funny and then tragic, isn't it? Yeah, but that's isn't all. Isn't that the best kind of comedy? Um, <laughs> oh, that's, I can't believe that question's in there. That's awful. That's a good guy. I don't remember some of these. <laughs> Do sperm have dreams? <laughs> Do you think? I mean, you know, just. That... I mean, that would suggest that sperm sleep, <laughs> wouldn't it? So when you... Are you saying that when you go to sleep, your sperm will go to sleep? So if, like, you happen to wake up in the middle of the night and try and, like, masturbate or have sex, your sperm are like, oh, fucking hell, night shift. <laughs> Maybe. So they're all having a little nap yeah. while you're having a nap. Yeah, and they're dreaming about... 
I don't know, what would they dream about? Sperm, like eggs and stuff? <laughs> what would they, they, they've never said, they only know where they live, don't yeah. they? they? They don't know outside of that. They must have an idea of where they're going. Yeah. This was the original draft of Plato's Cave. <laughs> the sperm have dreams, that's a good one. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I've come here at the beta testing phase for these questions. <laughs> All right, we'll ask you, but there isn't much to ask you about you. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> There's quite a lot if you've done some digging, You Richard. did uh, the Peacock and Gamble po- podcast, which was nominated for a Chortle Award. It was. Yeah, nominated a few times, I think. Oh, yeah, nomin- you were nominated a few times. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, someone had a stranglehold over that particular <laughs> award. Um... That's, just, that's all I had on that. I just wanted to show off that. Lost I, it eventually, though, didn't you? I did, to the, yeah. the fish guys. No yeah. such thing as a fish. Seeing you lose that award one year was even sweeter than the <laughs> feeling of winning it would have been. <laughs> um, so you're in Almost Royal, in which you yes. play a, a prince who uh, had gone to America. A royal, well, a lord. 51st in line to the throne. 50th right. in line to the throne. Right. Uh, that was a show for BBC America uh, where me and uh, Amy Hoggart went round pretending to be brother and sister, 50th and 51st in line to the throne, and met real uh, Americans and pretended that we were filming a documentary uh, and just acted like absolute tits. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> what, what's, what kind of things did the Americans... Were they quite deferential? And Yeah, because I think if you say BBC, they're immediately deferential. Yeah. Like they see it as this in- absolutely incredible thing, so they will just listen to any sort of shit that that we threw at them and just talking about awful stuff like making heavy insinuations that we were involved in incest and we did a dance competition in Florida in front of 300 people where we did something that we called the brother and sister dance (laughs) which ended up with Amy on all fours and me like pretending to spank her from behind absolutely in in fact at that one one of them did go no enough (laughs) do they love the kind of aristocracy out there as much as... Oh, yeah, they absolutely love it. They think it's the the cutest thing in the world. They love it, a posh voice. Even if you say you're 50th and 51st in line to the throne, they they hoover it up. They love it. (laughs) So did you get any unexpected bonuses out of that? I'm not talking about that. Uh, (laughs) Then what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, free chips. (laughs) (laughs) It's really nice to know the ranking system in your head. If you can't offer me sexual favours, I will take free chips. We didn't get any free chips, but no. I, uh, I, was, I was paid. <laughs> so, <laughs> And is it still is it ongoing? or is, it, is it... No, uh, not, not at the moment. I mean, we, we haven't heard. Do you do a couple of series of it? Or... We did two series yeah. of it, only one of which was on in this country, actually, uh, on E4. But, uh, yeah, we, you know, it was fun. It was a fun trip. We went everywhere. We went to Detroit, yeah. went to D.C., went to Texas, all over the place. It was great fun. What is the best place in America? The best place in America. That's a very good question. It's not Detroit, which was not a fun place. Uh, I mean, it's probably something boring like New York, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice in New York. It's a good place. So I can't offer you any more interesting answer than New York. Did you go up the Rockefeller Centre lift and go to the top of the Rockefeller? No, but we, we were working, so... Well, you might have done that as part of your job. Did you go to the top of the New World Trade Centre? How many things are you going to ask me if I went to the top of them? Did you go to the top of the Empire State Building? I didn't go to the top of anything. I didn't even get to the top of the hotel because I was on the third floor. 
So you had a uh, ventriloquist dummy in uh, your Peacock and Gamble show. We did, Naughty Keith. Naughty Keith. I've got a ventriloquist dummy in here. Yeah, and ours was deliberately designed to be terrifying, but yours somehow is more shocking. <laughs> it's, um, no, it's nice, isn't it? My, grand, my great-granddad made it. Who couldn't, who couldn't like that? I, th- I, I think you should be a regular... Oh, one of the eyes is shut. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it's got just a bit of a lazy... Lazy, and his mouth doesn't shut. The other one, like, Sally's mouth shut. Oh, there's another one. I mean, this is honestly the strangest moment of my entire life. Just a sort of fairly silent audience, and I'm sat on a stage with you clacking a ventriloquist dummy mouth at me. I, f- I, I feel like I may be asleep, as, as are all my sperm. <laughs> Have you got any questions, Fed? I don't really know who he is. <laughs> that is very rude, Ali. Don't be rude about Ed. He's, he's, on, he's been on Mock the Week. Have you been on Mock the Week? No, I haven't. They've <laughs> never asked me on. <laughs> it's one of the many questions, many of the shows I've never been asked on. Um, it's, I think that Mock the Week uh, seems to have uh, opened up... Uh, it's got, There's I mean, a lot of new... They're yeah, bringing a lot, a lot of new people through. a lot better as a result, I think. Do you not yeah, know? well, I, I mean, I, I was never on it in, in the old days, so no, I can't really compare it. it I, I watched it, yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun because it's just friends. Everyone's yeah. more friendly. I think, uh, I think it's a, possibly a more supportive thing, comedy, yeah. these days. It doesn't feel as competitive. There's a lot of friends. That's strange, though, that it should be... I mean, it's interesting that it's that way around because there was less people doing... Yeah. In my generation, there was hardly anyone doing comedy. And there, I think there was an element of competition. Yeah. And now there's loads of people doing comedy. It's really hard to get on anything. But there's more opportunities to do comedy, though, as well. I think there's, there might be more comedians, but I think you can just go and do comedy, whereas yeah. possibly if there were you know, less gigs... There was, less... No, there were loads. I mean, because there was not that many people in the 1990s, 1980s, 1990s. You would always get work all the time. I mean, there were some real acts that oh, were just... Oh, no, this in... is going to go really sad, they isn't it? Insane. <laughs> they were just, like, insane people. Did you used to get work all the time in the <laughs> 1990s, Richard? I didn't really, know, but there were... Because <laughs> I wasn't very good at stand-up. But there, were lo- there was, like, crazy people doing insane acts that... I don't think they would be able to make a living at now. But were they making a living, like all yeah, of those? Yeah, I think, I think so. There was enough gigs to, you know, and, and also they didn't do anything all day, and they, so <laughs> they just literally... You became a comedian in order to just doss around and, and get stoned and then go out and do a job and get 100, 150 quid for the day. That's there are still mad people about it. There's still, yeah. like, the mad element of the open spot circuit, but they're yeah. definitely not making a living out of it. No. Well, there's definitely those kind of people as well who weren't making a living, but I think there was lots of acts that... Worked. Well, it's sort of interesting that, that that's... I, you know, I would just think now, there's so many comedians trying to be comedians. You're around about 30. Yeah. And Bang so, on. Thank you. Bang on 30. Uh, I, can just t- I can tell people's age from looking at their Wikipedia yeah. page. That is why that's... I've got this amazing... Desperately looking at their Wikipedia page going, <laughs> what else has he done? I'll tell you what, I'll bring up his age. That's on here. That's the f- his main achievement. Is he, he, his age is exactly the same as the years he's been alive. <laughs> but it's not especially if you're a, a white man right now, because it's all... Eh? Don't try and drag me into this conversation, Richard. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get Ali out to do this. <laughs> isn't it now? It's with all the... All the p- women posing as comedians, isn't it? What's his name? Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Ali. Uh, Ali. <laughs> Ali, sorry. Ali. Isn't it? And all the ethnic comedians. <laughs> sorry, he's not doing his voice properly. No, he's not. 
No, um, that's just you holding a bit of wood ex- exposing your views. <laughs> a piece of wood put together by my long dead great grandfather. Does that make it better or worse? Um, no, but it's, it's um, I was being Andrew. La- I was doing an Andrew Lawrence bit, uh, but <laughs> no, no. Do you know? Maybe, maybe he has a point. <laughs> do you know who Andrew Lawrence is? No, no. I'm talking to this lady. Doesn't. Do you know what comedy? Do you know what human? Are you having, are you having a nice time? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think. I think. You should... I'm not going to talk to her because this was the no. point that Ray's went off course. Exactly, so. I was thinking. So. <laughs> Let's have the same thing. No, I mean, it's, it's, I, think it, I think that, back to being really serious, I think that's interesting that, that there is, I think there is a real feeling of support amongst your generation of comedians and, you know, very much against my generation of comedians. Do you feel that? Do you feel no, like I we're, we're all against No, I, I, well, I, I, like, I like this general because I just came back to comedy and did stand-up with your generation of comedians, basically. Yeah. And I didn't really do it with my generation of comedians, so I feel more akin to um, being with the, those people who are doing well now, anyway. It's really but, nice. Um, the, the last episode of this series on Mock the Week was, uh, was me, James A. Caster, Sarah Pascoe, John Robbins, and Rob Beckett, and then Hugh and Dara. Right, so it's great. And it really just felt like the wheels were coming off it fairly quickly because we were just having a chat. Yeah. Like, there was one point we all met up in a dressing room and Sarah went, there's no grown-ups here. <laughs> <laughs> and, it did feel, and Hugh and Dara absolutely love that as well. They love getting involved in, in yeah. the chat. But it's, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel competitive. And that bit at the end where everyone has to sort of go for the mic and do a joke that they've improvised. Uh, <laughs> that bit when you watch when you watch that on old episodes uh, if you turn on Dave it does, there's a really fraught atmosphere yes. where there's sometimes people queuing behind each other yeah. before the punchline's been delivered you just see someone appear in the background going this is going to go badly and then I'm going to do my brilliant joke <laughs> but it takes ages when we do it because we're all offering each other the go, yeah please go for it that's mainly because I forget them very easily <laughs> but that's you know it's much nicer. that was the thing that I didn't like about Mock the yeah. Week in the, in the, it was just like too combative and too people running to the mic and running back yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, and I, they have made an effort to uh, include like one woman a week, <laughs> which is something. Yeah. <laughs> so you notice I'm not answering any of those sorts of questions because I do still want to be on the show. <laughs> I think you should give up your place. <laughs> um, and you've been on Drunk History. Were you with one of the people who was drunk on Drunk History? I was one of the people who was yeah. drunk. I, I think it's the drunkest I've ever been. What, how much did you drink? Uh, I think, well, the, I had to trust them on this because I don't, I don't remember. I think it came out at 14 double gin and tonics and uh, seven double vodka sugar-free Red Bulls. <laughs> Has anyone ever died doing this show? That's kind of I mean, I, it is easily... The, I think, and I think I was only the third drunkest on that series. Right. But when I went in, they were like, okay, Ian Sterling blew a, like, 1.9 or whatever it was. Uh, and I was like, right, here we go, we're going to do this. And then Nick Helm was in the day after me and was told how much I drank and went specifically after my record. <laughs> and I believe ended up getting out of the cab on the way home and running into the centre of London. <laughs> And then woke up the next morning and he'd been to FOP and bought a DVD. <laughs> That's the kind of crazy thing your generation of comedians do. I know. It's the problem with our generation. When they do that... Have you seen Drunk History? It's very good, I think. Uh, so they get a comedian drunk and then they make you tell a story and then they act out the story. Afterwards. Yes. So how much do they 
do they say this is a subject you know a bit about or do they tell you a bit about the subject and you have to try and remember they, it? They send, they send you what the subject is and they send you a sort of breakdown of the points that you're supposed to hit to sort yeah. of cover the story and then you remember whatever, whatever you can. Yeah. I mean, I did The Great Escape, but it was a complete mess. Honestly, a mess. Like, I spent ages on the South African accent of one of the... <laughs> people but I just the, the final shot is me just lying down because I immediately wanted to go to sleep um, just me lying down and them going we need this last bit we just need one <laughs> bit of the story and I was going Adolf Hitler's a bad man <laughs> and it's really nice to know that you know when I got really drunk there, there's no views buried within me that, that I'm ashamed of even after all those spirits I still think Adolf Hitler is a bad man <laughs> but I, fe- I f- uh, so I fell asleep they do one in the afternoon one in the evening and you go and meet the researcher and start drinking and then I fell asleep and they left me to sleep on the sofa and I woke up three hours after my record had finished and all the cameras had gone right. and Nish Kumar was filming his uh, in the room next door <laughs> and it- they were just starting to film and from Nish's perspective they started to roll and then there was suddenly a knock on the door and they went yeah sorry and I went hi it's Ed can I come and watch Nish film drunk history <laughs> and then apparently I just sneaked past them and went into the other room and the first thing he said I just went bah! and then that was it that was spoiled his whole thing <laughs> so not so supportive after all no Trying to ruin it. Uh, and you were in the last series of Mandan and wrote quite a lot of the series. Of, or you write, were a writer. I was a writer on the, on yeah. the third series, yeah. 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 I love that show. It's a good show. Yeah. This is Greg Davies. Uh, he's, he's a teacher and he's, oh, has crazy adventures. Crazy escapades. <laughs> yeah. And you played... Uh, I wouldn't, couldn't work out it was you for a set. I said, that looks like Ed Gamble. And then yeah. it was you. Because I, I was in the first series as well, playing oh, a yeah. weatherman hosting an awards ceremony. Um, just as my normal face mm. and then the third the third series I co-wrote an episode with Greg uh, where originally I wrote a vicar character to be played by uh, a fresh-faced Englishman um, and that was too unsubtle an attempt to crowbar <laughs> myself into the show so Greg changed it to an American man in his 40s um, but they gave me the part of, uh, of a guy called Peter and I went I had, still had to go in an audition for it and when I got the script for the audition, uh, there were two major changes to the character, which was definitely Greg just trying to piss me off, which was he now had a massive beard and an extremely high voice. <laughs> but that was like a running joke through the series, wasn't the high voice? There was always, in there, every episode, there was someone who did say something There's always someone high with voice. just bizarre voice. Yeah. And, yeah, but my character, Peter, was, it had about three lines. <laughs> They're all like this. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Again, because I had such a big beard on, a lot of eye acting. So <laughs> if the people from the Human Centipede are watching, I can do it, and I do have a show reel to demonstrate that fact. Good, good. Um, I'm going to ask you some more emergency questions. Go for are you it. excited? They've I'm, been good, haven't I'm they? I'm buzzing. They're good. They might be... They might be. <laughs> I'm buzzing. <laughs> um, uh, what is the worst misconception about you? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a stupid you know, one about cocks. Just, uh, just a little tip on these questions, Richard. Yeah. You can't make it a good question by at the end going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> that's your little Jedi mind trick of going, yeah, you thought they were all shit, but that one is brilliant in the end. Well done, Richard. <laughs> this is a good podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think there's any misconceptions about me. Everything you is. went on the internet, you couldn't even find half of my CV. <laughs> you can't find any sort of scurrilous rumours about me. That's no. all right. It doesn't have to be a scurrilous rumour. Can we just like people... I, re- I tell you what, I, everyone's always really surprised when I tell them that I'm really into heavy metal. Right. Because I've got like not? a Coldplay face. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I really do. It's like I, do, I look like I like sort of very mainstream indie, but yeah. uh, really I like uh, horrendous bands where you can't understand the lyrics. See? Got there again. Yeah. It was a good question from Andy. Yeah. This is a good podcast, actually. So. Andy, have, <laughs> Andy, have you um, rethought the sucking off thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just going around your head at the moment. If, if we gave you 14 double gin and tonics and seven... <laughs> Do you reckon you'd do it then? That, that would be... Uh, all, there's all sorts of legal yeah. questions. <laughs> Will you sign a release form now? <laughs> um, have you ever tried sushi? <laughs> it's like uh, uh, fish and um, rice. Oh, it's that sushi. Yeah, yeah. then I have, I have tried it. Yeah. I had no idea that. I, I have that, tried sushi. I like it. nice? Yeah. I like sushi. I think it's delicious. Which, Sometimes I just have sashimi. I don't even, oh, have, yeah. the, I don't even have the rice. Man, that's, that's interesting. Just like the fish. Someone suggested on Twitter, I asked, have you ever tried sashimi as an, another emergency question? I thought it was too much the same as have you ever tried sushi? It's very similar. It's the yeah. same question minus the rice, isn't it? <laughs> if you could jump into a pool of something... And you can choose whatever is in the pool. What would you jump into? That's a question from lifehacks.io. I didn't make that one up. So it's a pool of, a pool of anything. anything that you've always wanted to jump into. I, well, I mean, that suggests I've, I've thought about it yeah. in the past, doesn't it? Yeah. I've gone, oh, I've always wanted to jump in a, pool, have. in a pool of that. Yeah. Um, I really like, I really like uh, jelly. Yeah. You could jump in a pool of jelly. I'd do imagine that would be quite refreshing as well. Do you think, well. or might, you might bounce, if there's a lot of jelly, if there's a pool full oh, of yes. you, know, you might bounce out? I suppose if it was one big pool full of a big set jelly. <laughs> yeah. But I was suggesting lots of little jellies yeah. all poured into one big pool, and then you'd at least sink. Do you think, though, or would they coalesce into one big jelly? <laughs> like, if you put jelly in a swimming pool... Well, I suppose if it was a hot day and then was a very cold day immediately <laughs> afterwards... <laughs> Then yes, the jelly would coalesce, Richard. But I'm thinking, uh, in my head, it was lots of little jellies in a pool, overcast. I just don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure about the physics of it because I think even if the je- jellies are separate, yeah, I think they might form a bond. They might form a bond, and then <laughs> yeah, but it's like phys- through physics, through <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah, would, I didn't know you, you knew about science. You can back me up on this, David. If there was a lot of jellies in a no, it's physics saying it's chemistry. Look, I'm not asking you to make the jelly. That's chemistry. I'm asking the jellies. The Classic jellies. chemistry, that, making a jelly. <laughs> the jelly's been made. Physics now. Someone's jumping into it. What's going to happen? Yeah, separate. Like well, apparently, it'll be all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with jelly, then. Raspberry. <laughs> this is a question from Buzz Nigeria. What are your two favourite careers and why? <laughs> it's careers, not careers. Not because cor- that would be too easy. Yeah, there's only yeah. There's, <laughs> there are only two careers, yeah. aren't there? Yeah. Buzz Nigeria, and this is a website, is it? Yeah, but they've asked this. Not a, uh... not a man. <laughs> I'm Buzz Nigeria. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> it might be. It might be a man. Yeah, it might be. Okay. <laughs> Now, so you now ask me the question again. 
but as the man buzz Nigeria. <laughs> that did it in the Buzz Nigeria. Sounds an awful lot like a lot of your other characters. <laughs> Which are your two favourite careers? Good question, Buzz. Thanks, Thanks very much. And why? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like comedian. I like being a comedian. Yeah, that's one less a career of sorts. <laughs> It'll get there. Just okay. see, I'll be on in a few years. It'll get there. Um, comedian's all right. I'd quite li- I've always thought I'd quite like to be a chef mm. or actually a policeman. I don't want comedian anymore. I okay. want chef and policeman. Because do you remember that show um, Pie in the Sky starring Richard Griffin? Yes, I do. I was always very jealous of that because he was both a chef and a policeman. <laughs> So I think I'd like to be Richard Griffith in uh, Pie in the Sky. Yeah. But um, but you could lose all the weight, I could. You? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to lose all the, all the weight. He's, he's no longer with us, of course. He's, he, has, he has sadly died. I, I mean... He's good. He's he was brilliant. I'm sad I saw him I'm do sad. The I was just thinking about it, and I'm sad. Don't shake your head, he's sad. I saw him do the Sunshine Boys with Danny DeVito. Oh. Uh, and Richard Griffiths remains the oddest shaped man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and bearing in mind at the time he was stood next to Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito's done a great little short film. It's on Vimeo. You can watch it about uh, men in an old folks' home. Just a little tip for you. It's good. I can't remember what it's called. His daughter's in it. His daughter's in it who looks really like Danny DeVito. Oh. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what he looks like? I mean, like? she must look at him every day and just go, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your sleeping sperm. You know what she looks like? She looks like a combination of Diana DeVito and the woman from Cheers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Who's her mum? Yeah. yeah. Rhea, Rhea Pillman. Rhea Pillman. Um, but she plays the granddaughter of the other guy in it. I think that's a bit confusing. Because <laughs> she you know, so obviously looks like Diana DeVito. You're going, what's going on there? You recommended this film and then have just taken it apart <laughs> piece by piece. Into <laughs> Anyone seen that Danny DeVito short film? Oh, come on. What's wrong with you? one hand up. It's for free on Vimeo. Don't know what... Oh, while I'm talking about sponsoring things, um, this is, uh, this is uh, Will Smith's new book from uh, the, the comedian Will Smith yeah. called Mainlander. Uh, could you read it now? <laughs> Let me know what you think about it. Read it just right now. Yeah, read the whole thing now. Yeah. We'll just sit back and wait for you to do it and then... <laughs> If you think it, just let us know if you think it's good or not. In my head or out loud? Um, I think probably in your head, because otherwise there's probably copyright issues. In there. This is classic herring, this really is. <laughs> it's uh, Will Smith's Mainlander. It's about uh, Jersey in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to hook me in. Someone goes I'm missing. Sure it's wonderful. He's a wonderful writer. He's a, very, he's a great guy. He, wrote, he writes, uh, he was a guest on the podcast. Uh, we paid him some money to be a guest on the podcast, as we pay everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he paid m- more money to mention his book in the podcast. He could have just asked. He probably yeah, would have done just, it anyway. Yeah, I would definitely would have shown it anyway. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he needs to sell £50 worth of books to make up the shortfall. Right. So please buy Will Smith's main that. It is really good. How much is it per copy? It's uh, £8.99 if you buy it. Uh, That's RRP. Yeah. But Amazon's probably... Yeah, Amazon, you probably get cheaper, and Kindle will be cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I imagine Will gets 50p a copy. So right. he needs to sell quite a few of those to from this little that. product placement. You know, I don't think this is going to be the end of your sponsorship deals. <laughs> I think you've made it a rather intriguing prospect for everyone. It's Mainlander by Will Smith. Not, it's not the one you're thinking of, it's the English Will Smith, from the thick of it. 
He's good. Listen to the podcast he did. He's great. Um, I don't think he thought that the movie star and rapper Will Smith wrote a book about Jersey in the 1980s. <laughs> well, I think he should. <laughs> I think he should, and we should compare them. You can read Will Smith's one all the way through, and I'll read Will Smith's one all the way through. All right. And then at the end, we'll have to swap over and read the other one. Otherwise, yeah. we'll and at that point, them. we'll discover we've read the same one. <laughs> Um, is there anything purple within ten feet of you? <laughs> I should have worn a purple thing. Not as far as not as far as I'm aware. No. I'd imagine quite quite a few people make uh, penis-based yeah. jokes yeah, at that course. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done for avoiding that. Trap. Thank you. Well, it's not purple. <laughs> it's very blue, weirdly, and <laughs> awfully flat. Just <laughs> <laughs> want to see if I've got any good new. That one about. Oh, uh, make me laugh. It was good. I'll ask you some classic emergency questions soon, but, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying... Um, what is the worst Adam Sander film? Oh, that is, that's tricky. Because he's made some all right stuff. Yeah, well, not much, but a bit. Yeah, but it's it, a hard question, because there's a lot... I, I can't choose the worst one. And I've seen all of them. I, I didn't manage to re- watch all of The Ridiculous Six. So maybe that's the worst. Does that make it the worst one or the best one? I don't know. Well, if you didn't make it all the Well, because I like them because they're bad. So if I stop watching one, maybe it's just not bad enough for me to... I've remembered. Little Nicky is oh. absolutely one of the worst films is I've ever Little seen. Is Little Nicky the one with him and uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live um, playing his son? No, he's the no, devil. He, uh, he plays the son of the devil. No, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and it is absolutely dreadful. But it does feature the necessary Rob Schneider cameo. <laughs> yes! Uh, shouting out from a crowd at the end which must be a pretty bleak career just waiting by the phone waiting for Adam Sandler to call you to go do you want to come and shout from a crowd I'd absolutely love to Adam thank you so much well there is a theory there's a very good podcast we've mentioned a couple of times uh, that has a big thing about uh, Jack and Jill which is one of his less good films yeah uh, but there's a theory that, that you can. There's a big budget for these films, but you don't see any of the money on screen. <laughs> so I think all the people who all the people who do appear in those films are quite happy to appear. Yeah, because they get paid very well. In what? Is Jack and Jill, where he plays his he plays his own twin sister, but they don't really show them on screen at the same no, time. There's no, ever. there's no real split screen technology. Yeah. That's too expensive, so they just cut clearly cut between the two of them, or they just don't share that many scenes. <laughs> In that case, just get someone else to play Jill. I don't understand. It's just him. Well, in The Cobbler, it seems like he's realised, hey... The Cobbler? The Cobbler. (laughs) The Cobbler, which I've talked about a bit, but he he owns a magic... (laughs) He owns a magic cobbling machine. Right. That when you cobble some shoes on it... I don't know why I'd let that go so quickly. (laughs) So, right, magic cobbling machine, carry on. It's a magic cobbling machine. Yeah. And if he cobbles the shoes... It's not just a normal cobbling machine. <laughs> it's magic. There's a normal cobbling machine. You just cobble some shoes on it. Yeah. And then you give them to the person and they go, thanks. <laughs> In the cobbler, he realises... He has to realise it's a magic cobbling machine, which is, um, you know, uh, against the cobbling code, really, because mm. most cobblers would cobble the shoes and then just give the shoes back. Yeah. I don't imagine many cobblers think, oh, I'd like to... Put the shoe. Try those shoes on, yeah, see what weird, happens. See Perfect what happens. Because you go, well, I've got to put some shoes on. But he tries the shoes on and realises that he turns into the person whose shoes they are. He actually turns into them. <laughs> he turns into not them, but he looks exactly like them. Right. It gives him the power to look like the person who owns the shoes. Look, well, it sounds bad when you describe it like this. 
But if you actually sit down and watch the heart of the film, he's put some hard work into. But it's just not a good power, is it? At all. <laughs> also, what sort of idiots still use cobblers? <laughs> oh, everyone here, apparently. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, it's a good question. And it, and it can only really attain the powers of people with the same size sh- shoes as him. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if you want to become maybe a lady with small feet, yeah. you're going to have to really jam your feet in. Yeah, and what he doesn't do, he only does... So it makes it very hard for him to have his trademark homophobia sexism. Yeah. But he manages to do it because there's a transvestite who has big shoes and he turns into... Of course, the loophole, the Sandler yeah. loophole. <laughs> but, of course, they... They do. spent weeks trying to work out how to do that in the script writing room, didn't they? They were like, how are we going to get you as a lady? All right, OK. Transvestite, even more offensive. Brilliant, let's do this. It's good. Uh, but anyway, he realised he didn't have to do much, so much work because he, he turns into other people. That's, you still get paid the same as for being Adam Sandler. It's good. Tough, it's a tough crowd, isn't it? Yeah, I know, we're knocking out gold and there's absolutely <laughs> nothing coming back, guys. What is your favourite anagram? Here we go. <laughs> back in the room, guys. <laughs> Should I tell you mine while to give you some thinking time? Yes. Car Torsen Orchestra. I'm trying. I used to do a routine about anagrams. Did you? I used to do a routine about uh, not eating fruit because I didn't like the anagrams of what the the fruits were. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds good. It was it was brilliant. You can. It sounds like somebody could turn into an Adam Sandler film. <laughs> <laughs> but Wait. I actually can't remember any of the so, the solid ones. I can only remember one of the off cut. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was cleverer than that. It was uh, so I, I don't enjoy hip hop music in cold countries. Oh, no, I don't enjoy raspberries in cold countries. <laughs> I can't remember the routine. <laughs> <laughs> it's on... Uh, I did it on Russell Howe's Good News in 2010. Oh, we'll get that. be on the internet. Should we just... Should we get it up? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see me fat as well? Be lovely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, this is the one that's going to... This will pull us back. All right. Would you rather have dandruff that doubled up as an exceptional, sub, an acceptable substitute for ground coriander? <laughs> yeah, ne- next one. <laughs> or, or smegma. That's quite a good question itself. Or smegma. <laughs> <laughs> or smegma that tasted like the most delicious cottage cheese. Which of those two would you rather have? No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of uh, cottage cheese. No. It's you weird have... that that's the one I went with. I don't want to eat cottage cheese. No issue with popping a bit of smegma in my mouth. Um, I think it's got, it's got to be the dandruff, hasn't right. it? Well, I don't know. You don't have to eat. You could serve it up to other people. The smegma? Either. But w- it could be like the coriander is like, put it in a jar, yeah. sell that. <laughs> sell that. So you would use coriander it as a money-making shop. enterprise. Yeah. Coriander shop. Similarly, could have a little boutique, uh, cottage cheese. It would be boutique. It would be artisan, wouldn't it? Artisan smegma. <laughs> little dishes of smegma. I'm not a fan of cottage cheese. You don't have to be. You're selling it to, to gullible members of the public. Yeah, but that's... You can put a bit of... Oh, you can't have both. There's got to be some ethics. If, you, if you're selling your smegma, you better make darn sure you enjoy eating it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew I'd say that on here. <laughs> 
I've got uh, 375 questions at the moment. I think I might ask you absolutely every... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a preferred ear? <laughs> of the two. I'll tell you what, for... Um, I don't, we've already talked about uh, smegma, but now we're going to come to earwax. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we all enjoy getting a bit of wax out now mm. and again, but uh, the, the, left, the left bad boy always gives up a little more, so okay. he's probably slightly... Slightly preferred. You prefer that because well, I can get more out of it. You, so you enjoy getting. Yeah. Would you open an artisan shop selling? You can make candles out of the. Then they don't have to eat them. I mean, when I say I get more out of it, it's not a candle's <laughs> worth. But over time, over, it would be a long time though. <laughs> um, but weirdly, that's the one. If I dig too deep, I cough. Do you? Yeah. Four people got that observation. <laughs> You're not meant to put cotton buds in your ears. You're not? No. Where are you meant to put them? Uh, I don't really know what they're for. They're for babies, aren't they? But I don't know what you... For babies, we're like drumsticks. <laughs> for a baby's band. <laughs> so babies can do gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> they're for baby gladiators, yeah. <laughs> I think they're just, you meant to use them to wipe makeup off and stuff. I don't need... look at a woman. That's so good. <laughs> I think you use them to wipe makeup. Or on. like, I don't know if a baby's got some stuff on it. <laughs> Definitely don't put them what? in a baby's ear. No, because you're not going to put stuff in your ear because you damage your uh, your eardrum. Right, and but... then if you perforate your eardrum, you're in all kinds of trouble. I think uh, if you're struggling for emergency questions, yeah. what are cotton buds for? Should definitely go in the book <laughs> okay. straight away. All right, all right. Does all anyone right. know what cotton buds are for? They're not in your ears. Your ears. Thank you. It specifically says on the packet, do not put them in your ear. Yeah, but that's like when they released long Rizzlers and they, they were like, oh, they're not for weed. <laughs> we all know what people are doing with them. Oh, they're for truck drivers on long journeys. They're for massive joints. Why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> that one was definitely written at two in the morning when you were in a panic. <laughs> what is a question that other people have said? I don't think I've forsaken you, have no, I, Richard? No, I I've always think... been a big supporter of your work. <laughs> Thank you. I would never forsake I'll you. I'll wait till I'm being crucified, yeah. and then you're not around to save me, and I'll go, why? If why that was... well, yeah. I would be there. I'd be there to watch you, you crucified. <laughs> <laughs> if I was being crucified, yeah. would you try and get me down, or would you say, like, uh, you keep getting... Uh, yeah, there's crucifi- a big logical leap coming, by the way. <laughs> crucifixion. They bring back crucifixion for yeah. people who are normal, decent people. Yeah. <laughs> Quite yeah. a lot of UKIP fans in tonight. You know, yeah. so they're going, hey, come on. Yeah, all of their racist going- shoes down to the cobblers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm being crucified, and yeah. you could, you could, you've got some pliers. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd would get you, you get me down? And then I'd tend to your wounds with cotton buds. <laughs> That's what the, that would work. Yeah, they're yeah. for stigmata. <laughs> I hope that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. And if it happens, I'm going to know, why haven't you forsaken me? <laughs> little twist. And we'll laugh. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get the, if you don't get it, I'll go... Like when Jesus got crucified, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm referring to. We'll all laugh. Why do you think Jesus um, asked that question? Why has thou forsaken yeah. me? To his, he was talking to his dad. Yeah. Do you think Jesus didn't know about the crucifixion plan? I don't think he knew about it. Well, because otherwise, most it. of Jesus' life would just be him practicing his surprise. <laughs> but he must have known. He's Jesus. 
Jesus wasn't Mystic Meg. He what knew you... that he was on Earth to sacrifice himself to save mankind. Right, yeah, but I don't think he knew how it was going to happen. But then when it was happening, you go, oh, this, oh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's now, isn't it? To be it? fair, he predicted to his disciples that he would be crucified. What, specifically? Early on, yeah. yeah. Early on, he was having the sets up and one of you's going to let me down. Then I'll be up. That's, that's what he what did. He, that's what's in the Bible. How did they write? He doesn't get it. In the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, and Jesus did and make... A uh, pop, pop, pop sound. sound. Yeah. Whilst hammering, yeah. hammering two into his nails. Uh, and so he knew that yeah. he was going to get crucified. Anyway, he knows he's Jesus. He knows he's coming back. Yeah. He said he's going to come back. He said, I'll be back. Don't worry. Bit of theatre, isn't it? It's really cross with God at that yeah, point. But, but, and, but he also make... knows he's the son of God, so why would he go, oh, yeah. But you've you got a, your sometimes, you know what it's like is uh, when you're in the public eye, <laughs> yeah. you're constantly thinking of things, and he was like, fuck, there's a punchline that hadn't occurred to me before. <laughs> why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> Bang, and that's like classic stuff. <laughs> it's a good quote. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, not for this, but... I <laughs> <laughs> Could Jesus have written 500 of those, though, that's he can come up with one? Not straight afterwards. No. <laughs> interesting, isn't it? He doesn't think it's interesting, but that's interesting. Why did Jesus say that to God? Yeah, you don't know, do you? But has it challenged your faith and made you think again? Yeah, it has, see. <laughs> do you want to quickly check in with this lady? <laughs> do you know who Jesus is? <laughs> Do you think she'll, you'll be coming to the show again, you two? <laughs> she doesn't know who CJ from Eggheads is. She doesn't know who CJ from Eggheads is. What chance has Jesus got? <laughs> Do you not watch Eggheads? I'm going to get you on next week. Would you? I've got. I tell you what, 7th of November. I still haven't got any guests at all. Do you want to? Do you want to come on and be the guest? Fucking hell. <laughs> Do you Google yourself? Uh, no, I don't, I don't. Google's a very poor way to find out what people are saying about you. Yeah. I think. I don't, I well, don't, I don't think I Google myself. No. You read reviews? Uh, not in Edinburgh anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's absolutely. You really? Can you get away without doing it? Don't you end up getting shown the good ones anyway? No, you get sent. So I get sent, like, if I get a good star rating, I'll know if I've got a good star rating, but I don't want to yeah. read the content of the review. Yeah, I don't read reviews. I'm mad enough already up there. Just what absolutely. if it helps you get a, do a better show? But it would never help you do a better show, would it? <laughs> if so, someone's saying, you're really good, it's not going to make you go on and be better. It's just going to make you go on thinking, I'm, I'm really good. These people deserve me. <laughs> and if someone says you're bad, you're just going to get all sad, aren't you? Well, maybe, but if they say you're really bad and should give up. Yeah. <laughs> what review have you found? <laughs> But if they say, hey, maybe that cauliflower bit needs a bit of work. <laughs> maybe you should try and remember what the anagram of raspberry was. It was rap brewer, yes, but I couldn't remember the... <laughs> that's good. That's, about the re- that's why it got cut. That is the reaction that that used to get. <laughs> I loved those Peacock and Gamble shows. They were so good. They were good. We were very proud of them. Yeah, oh, man. They were a mess. But no, they were. They weren't though. They were. It was. They but were, deliberate by design. Yeah, but they were. It yeah. was like a very worked out, chaotic, yeah. amazing show. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, Edinburgh? <laughs> isn't it? It's nuts. Too many people up there, isn't it? 
It's, it's madness. Don't, yeah. don't try and tempt me away from Edinburgh. You're trying to start your offshoot fringe. <laughs> oh, why don't we all come here and do all of our shows in one, big, in one night or whatever you did, you madman. <laughs> Are you going up next year to Edinburgh? I haven't decided yet. I, uh, I have not written one joke since I've been back from this year's fringe. Right. I fear I may have, may have forgotten how to do so. So, uh, so we'll give it a bit of time to see That's if sure. I can write a joke. and then I bet you can. When's your show on? Your show's on here. It's on here... On November 25th. Too late so, for the people at home, but, you know, the people here <laughs> might want to come along. Um, I don't do any of the stuff I've said tonight. <laughs> he will be. He'll be doing it all. Yeah. He'll be doing that Why Hast Thou Forsaken Me routine. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be starting with that. So earwax. Gold. Open with earwax. And then I close by doing uh, the can-can with someone dressed up as a big cotton bud. <laughs> if Frankie Boyle is the Mick Jagger of comedy... The outspoken voice of the disenfranchised youth, dehumanised and demonised by the press and feared by parents nationwide, if that's true. Yeah. And Dave Gorman is Ringo Starr, and every man, he's well known and provides entertainment for a variety of guises, but he still gives the impression he'd be incredibly polite if he ever met your mother. If those two things, if those two things are, are true, true yeah. then what are you? If Frankie Ball is the Mick Jagger of comedy. If Frankie Ball is the Mick Jagger of comedy. And Mick Jagger is all those things that he says that he isn't. <laughs> and if Dave Gorman is Ringo Starr and is all those things that are not true of Ringo yeah. Starr, what would you be? Well, who are you first? And I'll see if it's... I'm not in it. You're, I'm not, you're I'm not, not in comedy? I'm not a part of it. I'm not part of the... Uh, that's a general review of Dave Gorman. If, the Ringo Starr. If, if Frankie Ball is the Mick Jagger of comedy... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then Dave Gorman is the Ringo star. Oh, that is depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know. What's the... I- I'm not particularly rock and roll, am I? I'd like to say, like, Iggy Pop or something, but I'm yeah, clearly not. Good, but no, but they, you're not like him, so that's good. So all you have to do... So we'll let's work think through of, from then, there. So and then think of some things that Iggy Pop isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we've got it. <laughs> then we're through. God, just, you know, Chris Martin popped up in my head, and that's depressing, isn't it? It is. To think I'm like Chris Martin, ah. just the, the most boring white man hey. on the fucking planet. Don't have a go at Chris Martin. I played Trivial Pursuits with Chris Martin once. It's called Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> isn't it? So, <laughs> so no, first quarter, you made yourself look like a tit out the gate. <laughs> oh, Chris, do you want to play Trivial Pursuits? <laughs> Thinks you're a bell end, mate, Chris Martin. I think it's called Trivial Pursuits. But it's not. <laughs> That's not. You can't. It's not an opinion thing. It's, let's have a look. I'm going to Google let's it. Let's have a look. Just talk amongst yourselves for a little while while we uh, sort this out. I bet it's John Majors, right? <laughs> Trivial. It's suggesting pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that might be because people always have this argument and that's the wrong answer, so you... Trivial Pursuits has come up. Yep, because there are idiots <laughs> out there. It's a bit slow, the internet at uh, the Less Square Theatre. It's almost as if the internet's decided this is not a relevant use of it. <laughs> Trivial Pursuits is a board game in which winning... Is this from your blog? What are you... <laughs> Trivial Pursuits, Trivial, Trivial Pursuit, yes, there we go. You can get it at John Lewis... <laughs> have you ever played Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit I've not no how, how on earth did you think of that question <laughs> it's, come on. it's come up on there hasn't it's it yeah. 
if you're going to buy Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit, yeah. which shop would you buy it from? And you can't look at the... <laughs> Possibly, uh, I'd buy it online. I'll tell you what your choices are. Okay. Robert Dias, yeah. Debenhams... Robert Dias, Debenhams, eBay, Wilco.com, or Ryman.co.uk. Those are the only places that Harry Potter Trivial <laughs> that's Pursuit... That's where we... Oh, okay, view all sellers of... <laughs> Or Groupon UK, or I want Groupon. one of those. Zavi.com, thehut.com, or Argos. Which one would you buy it from? Probably, probably Argos. <laughs> no? It's wrong. I didn't realise it was a right or wrong thing. Second best answer. Second best answer. Yeah. I would definitely buy it from Groupon UK. You get a Groupon for Harry Potter <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. 7.99, mate. You're, you're paying £8.19. <laughs> 20p up on it that's 20p yeah, I'll be playing and when we were playing it yeah when you came around my house to play it I'd just be spinning a little 20p piece <laughs> on the board so, so hang on why am I coming to your house <laughs> to play it if you've got it I don't need to buy it I'll just come over am I bringing my copy as well <laughs> this is like the Will Smith book all over again where, where do you think the worst place to buy Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit would be? Oh, maybe Zavi. No, Zavi's not bad. It's, uh, well, it's quite bad, but it's 1p. <laughs> it's cost less, one, one p oh, less than uh, Debenhams, where it's a full £10. Yeah, but you're getting a quality of service from Debenhams. That See, you... But Zavi is clever, because look I look at £10, and think, well, I'm not buying that, £10. Yeah. It's quite good, actually, for Trivial Pursuit. I'd, is it I'd, full... I'd pay £10. Just, is it the yeah. full board game or is it just an extra box of questions? Oh, that's good. Let's just find that out. <laughs> this is the show ended about 15 minutes ago, <laughs> by the way. Um, eight years and up. Well, that's how long this has been going on for. View more details. Those Harry three Potter words that every audience member wants to hear. <laughs> View more details. Uh, I think it's an expansion pack. Yeah. I'm not paying well 10 Well spotted, well spotted. Paying £10 that for looks, an That hooked me I thought I was getting a whole, like, Dumbleboard door mounted. <laughs> Dumbleboard. <laughs> you made was... an accidental <laughs> pun, Richard Herring. <laughs> Dumbleboard. And all that Hogwarts in it. With all the Hogwarts and the in it. Train, I thought the train was. I thought the train would come in. You get. Um, I thought you'd get. Yeah. Like you open the box. It's and like the King's tr- Cross Station. <laughs> you walk in that nine and three quarters. You walk into the box. <laughs> so the box is a portal straight away. For, you get taken on a train. For £8.19, you get. You get a portal, yeah. right, that opens then up to you're on the train. Cross. They bring round the, <laughs> the trolley. The trolley the comes round. Sweets. Yeah. Get a few of those. You have to pay extra for the sweets. Yeah. That's when my twenty p comes in handy. I just. <laughs> do, do I have to pay? the same amount extra as I paid for the game so if I bought it from Debenhams would I have to pay top whack for the sweets yeah mm. and then you get there and then you get in <laughs> that is just a trivial pursuit boss 
Oh, so, so you get this... You go through a portal... <laughs> You get on a train to Hogwarts, the Hogwarts Express, yeah. you get the sweets, and then you arrive at Hogwarts and it's just a trivial pursuit board. And if the letdown would be astonishing, wouldn't it? And a pack of questions. And a pack of questions, yeah. yeah. I don't really like Harry Potter, I wouldn't be very good at the actual game. No, but you'd like the train. My wife knows all about it, so she'd win every time. Yeah. I might get that for Christmas. Yeah. But again, I'll just reiterate that that doesn't happen with that. So you've just said, I'll get that for Christmas, as if that everything you just said is part of it. Only one way to find out in there. No, no. The Cat and the one's the main one. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've just started a Kickstarter for that Harry Potter board game. <laughs> That's a new thing, we should do it. Um, I think you're really good at being a comedian. <laughs> you, should, you should carry on. This is like a child at school with no friends, <laughs> desperately trying to make friends. And, Mum, I've got no friends. Well, give them a compliment and then invite them for tea. I think you're good at being a comedian. Please, will you come to my house and play Harry Potter Trivial Pursuits? I'm going to go around every Trivial Pursuit board and put an S on the end. (laughs) (laughs) So I am. Trivial Pursuits, right, Andy? Yes. Thank you, Andy. Andy, you're not allowed to suck me off anymore. (laughs) Um, I think you should uh, read uh, Will Smith's Mainlander. I think that will help. All right, uh, and um, I'm going to gift you um, this photocopy—a <laughs> photocopy of some of the quest, some of the, my pages from this actual book. Oh wow! Photocopied, proper photocopy. This has the uh, the fo- photocopied signature of Brett Goldstein. <laughs> Always wanted that. Yeah, yeah thank so you. That's... Thank you very much. Uh, that's a little memento. This is a bit like Jim will fix it. <laughs> Already was oh, in the dressing room. Why would you immediately leak to that part? There's loads of good things about Jim will fix it. Why immediately leak to the bad one bad thing about it? It's just that's the way their minds work. Yeah. I would think, oh, great, I get a prize for coming in. <laughs> funny chair. I mean, I don't want to use the word overshadowed. But... <laughs> Remember when Shane Ritchie did the uh, Jim Fix It tribute? No. He, well, they, they had a big. Uh... How far did he take the tribute? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this one of these ones you'll have to bleep? <laughs> you asked a reasonable question, Thank and you. He, he, I think he just did a good job of doing. making children's wishes come true. Uh, I'd love it if the curtain just came across it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I've had a good time. So have I. Yeah, it's been, I've been crying. <laughs> it's good. Um, sometimes I'm tired, Denise. Mm. I don't know what I am today. I've been, <laughs> I've been ill. I think I might just have actually gone over the edge. I'm like mentally speaking yeah. during this I have that effect on people yeah, but certainly. it's been uh, no it's been lots of fun I think we'll uh, let people go home uh, next week we've got uh, Dawn French like proper like proper 
And uh, Deborah Francis White. That's why you were trying out all those emergency questions. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about Dawn French. Yeah? Yeah. What are you going to ask her? Do you want to do a quick practice now? Uh, okay. You in the Vicar of Dibley. I was. Would you rather have dandruff that's like coriander or smegma that is like cottage cheese? Okay, so I'm, I'm glad we did this practice. <laughs> I don't think uh, you... Remember when you fell in that big puddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. What do you prefer, being in a double act or something else? They're, they're both very good. No, that's good. Don't need to have her on now. <laughs> do you want me to come on every, every week and uh, act as the guest who you've got on the week before? Yeah. Just give you a little run through. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Very nice. Um, ladies and gentlemen, go and see Ed Gamble on stage. <laughs> Yeah, that's the name of the show. Thanks for guessing at that. Ed Gamble on stage. I mean, that is promising the bare minimum, isn't it? (laughs) And we got Ed Gamble on stage. He didn't even make it on stage. It was an absolute disaster. They did it from the wings. (laughs) We can't promise. (laughs) We make no promises. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ed Gamble. Thank you very much for coming. Listening to Returning to Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest Ed Gamble. The music's by Pest. The people I have to thank are Go Fast and Stripe and the Leicester Square Theatre and British Comedy Guide. It's produced by Ben Walker and it's a fast Go Fast and Stripe and Sky Potato production. Thank you for listening to it. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not come and see me live? Then I can earn some money and make more podcasts. Uh, my tour, The Best, is going to be mainly between February and May 2017. There's a couple of dates in 2016. Go to richchain.com slash the underscore best slash tour and you can see all of the tour dates that are coming up. Please buy some tickets. They're a perfect Christmas gift for a rich tearing fan. Thank you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>